Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. Welcome to Swapcast. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Brendan Levi. And... Lucy Thomas. Every episode, we watch a film in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week, we are watching the 1988 comedy Vice Versa, starring Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage. The IMDb plot synopsis states, During an argument, a divorced executive and his 11-year-old son casually touch a magical Tibetan skull, releasing a mysterious power that transfers the father's mind to the body of the son and vice versa. Their problems have just begun. Ah, that's where the vice versa Ah. comes in. (laughs) Clever. All right, so this is the first body swap film we've done that was made in the 80s. So, do you feel like this was the prime era for a body swap film to happen? I'm going to say yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love this movie so much and it was so perfect. Yep. Yes. This this was like the first 80s one we've done, yes? Yes. And yeah. I was like really pumped for this. So oh God, I it was agree. so good. Yeah, I feel like the sensibilities of the era really fit the ridiculousness this, yes, of absolutely. the concept. absolutely. I totally agree. And I feel like there was a big resurgence of this genre in the 80s around this time like a couple of months after this came out Mm -hmm. big came out right a year before this came out there was a film with the exact same plot called like father like son (laughs) um there was a one dream a little dream i'm thinking that came out the same year as well so yeah um, that's the uh cory feldman one i think so yeah oh my god we have to put that that. on the list yeah Yeah. (laughs) feldman so yeah i feel like this kind of start well this and like Father Like Son kind of started mm. the genre and kind of revitalized it. Yeah. yeah. Question: Did you guys watch this movie when you were younger? Had you ever seen it before? Never or seen you going it. Going in fresh? Yeah. No. Not. Yeah. No, I don't I, think so. I hadn't seen it either. But don't well, you? Actually, the part with the frog for some reason <laughs> felt really familiar. <laughs> Maybe it happened in your life. That I had you a had frog? a pet frog. I've got a frog story. Can we can we get off topic? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just frog story. Do it. <laughs> You've got a frog story. I got a frog story. <laughs> No, my story is just I had a pet frog from um, us moving into a house with a disgusting swimming pool and we oh found a frog God. living in it. <laughs> was it cute or like gross? Yeah, it was a frog. It was a little frog. Right. Wasn't like a cane toad? No, it wasn't yeah. the size of a cane toad. Did you name it? Because we were that original. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I do it? my frog story quickly? Yeah, of course. So um, my mum was a teacher when I was growing up. My mum's kindy had frogs. And she brought them home so that she could look after them overnight. And she was like, do you want to hold it? My dad was holding one. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I'll hold the frog. And, you know, you have to have wet hands when you hold a frog for the little paws or whatever. I, I didn't know that. So, I was probably torturing her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Fred Savage might have been t- uh, torturing <laughs> his frog too. Anyway, I held the frog in my hand. But the one my dad was holding was completely chilled out, just sitting there in his hand. The one I got jumped on my face, 
instantly. <laughs> it jumped up my arm and it, I was freaking out and I was yelling at my mum to get it off me. And she was like, I don't have wet hands. I can't touch it. Yeah. So, I've got a bit of a frog phobia. <laughs> so, you've never been able to touch a frog since. Oh, well, I haven't really had the opportunity, I guess. But yeah. Well, Wasn't you're a pleasant in luck, time We have a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Moles escaped. Who's Mo? My frog. <laughs> You know the way it films made at this time? They're just instantly familiar. There's like this nostalgic feeling that just radiates from them. Yeah. And because it was set around Christmas time as well, it was just instantly made me feel fuzzy. I loved it. (laughs) Although I totally forgot it was Christmas. Yeah, it wasn't a huge plot point, but there was a bit of Christmas trees. Jumping in his window at night. Yeah. And there was Mm. like the decoration oh yeah this is a christmas Christmas. story yeah Yeah. though i have to say like when the film opens and it's like Uh, in the middle of the jungle in thailand i'm like is this the right movie yes oh my god i thought that as well yeah so yeah it's like this crazy opening where like these you know people go into like an ancient temple and steal this skull and then all these monks come after them i guess it's the setup for the magical object isn't it yeah Mm. but yeah really cool and the fact that you know this comedy relationship comedy actually made the effort and went to thailand and shot all these scenes yeah multiple scenes in thailand you know i don't feel like a lot of comedies would probably bother doing that anymore they'd probably just like cgi thailand into the background Mm -hmm. but because you know in the 80s they had to do it and it actually feels it feels more expensive than what a lot of the comedies do nowadays yeah what did you think of the magical object? Yeah, we should start with the swap because this is a good swap. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So the beginning we're introduced, there's these guys, they steal like this skull from a temple. That looks uh, like to me, it looked like some weird Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> and some like Tibetan. A, I thought it looked like something that you keep booze in. It looked like a bottle. Yeah, it had like gold legs and then the skull was upside down. It was upside down. Mm. um, But the bottom of the jaw was made of metal. Silver, yeah. yeah, And it opened and closed. It was quite horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was actually (laughs) fucking cool. (laughs) It actually, yeah, it looked like something you'd see in an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, completely. So Judge Reinhold, who plays the dad, he works for a department store and he's getting ideas for things that they can recreate basically and sell. stealing cultural yeah, ideas so that cultural can be mass, appropriation. mass produced yeah and as the <laughs> as the viewers we're supposed to be like championing it like yeah. i hope he gets you know cause and he's like this cost me a dollar and the markup i'm gonna put on this it's like oh that's <laughs> really dodgy yeah yeah and he keeps like talking about you know the exotic orientals mm. and it's Oof. like yeah, this yeah. wouldn't be in the movie nowadays. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that always the trouble when you watch a film from that time? Yeah. There were a lot of things I was like, oh, can't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read it yet, but apparently um, Molly Ringwald wrote an essay today about like what rewatching films in the 80s. Oh my God, and, really? Um, like dealing with the troubling aspects of them. Because she was like re watching Pretty in Pink with her kids and oh realizing my God, long how. Ducked on. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good on her for owning it, I guess. I mean, yeah, she was just a teenager. Didn't really have much control, I guess. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> when he's over there, mm-hmm. he buys this vase. And then, I guess, on the plane ride home, it gets mixed up with this art dealer's um, luggage. Mm. So he. 
he gets the skull. Yeah. And then he's arguing with his son, who he barely sees, because he's divorced now, and they both casually in the conversation <laughs> both wish that they were each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then swap. But uh, it's a bit different than other swap films because their minds don't just transfer, their yes. bodies literally transform into each other. So it's like this the is... shrinking down and the growing up and the ripped clothes and the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, so good. Fred Savage went after the swap. He's like in a giant... A yeah, baggy suit. Baggy yeah, yeah. suit. And then um, Judge Reinhold looks like the Hulk after yeah, he's been so good. I love that. It was the first time we've seen that since we've been... Uh, since we started. I yeah. thought it was really funny. You know, I wish I could change places with you. Yeah, well, I wish I could too. But back to the actual swap mm-hmm. itself. It was cool, the, the whole transforming thing, but it led to probably the creepiest swap back we've ever had. <laughs> yes, in, yes. In any other swap <laughs> <laughs> so they realize their bodies are going to literally transform. Is this a shirtless thing? Well, Not the shirtless. shirtless. <laughs> so in the final scene of the movie, like, spoiler alert, in the final scene of the movie, the dad crawls into the son's window. Well, the oh, son God, in the dad's creepy. body crawls into the son. The son <laughs> not, right. dad not, the to, son. not to wake his ex-wife. Yeah. He crawls he in the crawls window. Crawls the window. Through there, tells his son to strip down. Oh, my God. It was they bad, bo- wasn't it? Yeah, they both strip down completely naked. So they don't ruin their outfits. Yeah. Um, sit in front of each other on the floor. Naked. Yeah, naked. And then touch this skull together. <laughs> okay, can I just say, at this point, just to be devil's advocate, they've already seen each other's nude bodies for however many days they've been yeah. swapped. I guess they're just like, fuck it, like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But just the optics of the scene yeah, as it viewers. wasn't great. Yeah, it's yeah. this dark room with this, like, ominous vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A man and a child sitting <laughs> naked in a room. And then, on top of that, like, because it starts making noises, so then the mum wakes, wakes up. up. And that was like nerve wracking. I, I was like, yeah, I was thinking she might. She's gonna walk in, in yes, and, and think <laughs> the worst. Absolutely. Like, what would you think? Like, if you were that kid's mum and you walked in on that, <laughs> what conclusion could you mm. come to? But that. Also, and, uh, can we just quickly sidebar? The mum is the mum from Malcolm, Malcolm in the, the middle. middle, and she is ageless. She just yeah. looks exactly <laughs> the same. There's there's so many like sitcom stars and stuff in this film. Like yeah. Jane Lynch was in it. Did yeah, you notice yeah, that? Yeah. And um, oh, I always forget his name. One of the sleazy executives yeah. was like I know from Mad exactly. About You. Yeah. How's after they swapped? Just talking about all the creepy things. Mm-hmm. How weird was like the scene with Judge Reinhold? He like looked down at his dick and was like, mm, yeah, my and did dad's his, dick. Yeah, did his, and did his muscles in the um, mirror. I'm just like, this is wrong on every level. Yeah, yeah it, it, it like the muscles, whatever, but the fact that he like stares yeah, he has at his look dad's and like, dick. And he, yes, like and he won the lottery. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Judd is hung. I was about to say, maybe that's all that was to establish. And I think it was established that he's like pre-pubescent, like he doesn't care about girls and he finds he's a lot yeah. yeah. So what's the advantage of having this giant dick for him? <laughs> I have so much to say on this topic. <laughs> There's some real issues in this film. We are not leaving this apartment. Try and remember, I'm still your father. Try and remember, I'm bigger than you now. 
they, yeah, they, they, I, I can think of two other like super creepy scenes in this film. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys are thinking of the same ones no, as I me. No, I think we are. All right. So, number one, uh, there's a girl, he's in class, mm-hmm. and he's just helped a girl in the class from the bullies. Yeah. So, she writes him a love note, mm-hmm. I love you, love heart. Hands it to him. He drops it accidentally. His teacher picks it up and she thinks that he wrote it to yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she likes it. She, loves she it. starts giving him like sex eyes and gets all giggly. <laughs> and like, like a this fucking is 11 like, year old boy. And this is like his um, kind of free pass with her. Like it, he was always getting in trouble before. And now she's like, oh, he likes me. He's fine. I get why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the great payoff to that scene is then she calls the dad <laughs> up for the parent teacher interview. So the dad obviously has the kid's soul inside of it. Mm. And she's like, yeah, I think your son's in love with me. And he has like this like really violent no! reaction. <laughs> you <Yes>. as if. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I, I think he has a crush on me. No way! And she's like super offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. Also, that she was not a hot teacher. I don't no. want to start the hot or not yet, but yeah, yeah. she had like full giant 80s, disgusting gla- hair. Yeah, yeah, and giant glasses and like a pussy bow blouse and like just a yeah. really bad outfit. Like, like the glasses are kind of like you could wear them the nowadays. Air. Yeah, I feel like the glasses are cool, but the hair and the do outfit, not get glasses like that, Paul. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, Mr. Seymour, I'm trying to tell you. Your son is a dreamer. All he thinks about is music. He likes music. And you know what? Maybe one day he'll be a big star. And you ask him to come back here and give out prizes and stuff, and maybe he just won't because the way you dumped on him. But, yeah, the ultimate creepy scene. <laughs> is Are we going to just go straight to it? Yep. I think we need to, yeah. We'd list enough to creep. <sighs> well, okay, do it. Because, yeah, I don't get what they were getting at with this scene. <laughs> So censorship was different. <laughs> the dad in the son's body is talking to the dad's girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he does this heartfelt speech, like from speaking as the kid. But obviously, he's got his own perspective. He's like, "Yeah, my my dad, he really loves you, and he, you know, he thinks a lot of you." And she's like, "Oh, that's so sweet." And then he, he goes leans in. in. For a kiss. 11-year-old boy leans in for for a kiss. With a 35-year-old woman. And And she she leans back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And they are that close Close to kissing. kissing. And then the the son in the dad's body walks in and stops Mm. it. If he didn't (laughs) stop it. Thank God. Like she just seemed like... Like mesmerized, like she was mm. just. I guess it's because the person that she loved was in that little person's body, and she uh, was like, "There's I no excuse. There's no like, excuse. Definitely not. <laughs> There's a connection. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, because like, Fred Savage comes in, he's like, I feel sick. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh well, really- that's the thing. She. In the just before that, oh, right. she was making out with the dad. With the dad, which yeah. Yeah, ready sons. to go to mm-hmm. bed with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So the eleven-year-old boy's first kiss was technically with a thirty-five-year-old woman. Yeah, it such and a it was bad like a kiss full well. like he unhinged his kiss. jaw. Yeah, his but mouth also, was open really wide. He's like in the body of a grown adult. So like this is he's past puberty. Mm. He's I bet he's dealing with a world of chemicals that he's never experienced. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and you know to judge Reinhold's credit, he sells it. Like yeah. you yeah. can see that confusion in his eyes you could see the conflict i'll there. give it to him on that but uh, i am conflicted about his role in this film so. uh 
see, I think he made this film what it is. My, he is fantastic. Of all the films we've watched, geez, Brendan, you're never on board with us. <laughs> of all the films we've watched, this was my favourite of the, like, the kid acting like an adult and the adult acting like a kid. I loved it. It's because Fred Savage is an adult. He was yeah. never a child. Yeah, I definitely wrote down that he would have had a really weird life and it would have been quite easy for him. But he, I thought Fred Savage had really good swagger, drinking a martini <laughs> and, like, speaking in really adult language. I thought he did really well. And I thought Judge had this childlike wonder that was re- – I really liked her. I thought yeah. it was my favourite so far. Judd was acting like a four-year-old, not an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like if an 11-year-old was in an older body, it would come off as younger – than what because he you were is. experiencing all these things, yeah. And nah, like, I loved it. You're out, Brendan. Like, yeah. In the <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard enough music for one evening. Besides, we don't want to wake Charlie up. Why? But there were some weird depictions of kids in this film, like. What school has a ticket scalper, okay, an 11-year-old I ticket Dudley. scalper? I loved that child. <laughs> I need to find my notes. He was dressed like a wisecracking bookie that was like 25 years older than him. He was wearing a bolo tie, really grown-up weird glasses, like an old man grandpa hat, and he had like a pattern jacket and a pattern shirt that were different, and he had all these pins all over him, and he was had so much swagger. It, yeah. I, I love that character. And he was going from class to class selling concert tickets. Yeah. And the teachers knew. They're like, yeah. leave them alone. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that was great. And then there was the other kid. Were we supposed to believe he was reading a porno in class? Yes. <laughs> like, like, try and hide it, dude. Yeah, he's like, just had it right in front of him, and the teacher's like, get rid of that filthy magazine. And he just brings it up and puts it on the desk, and then the, the class big, goes on as normal. Like, biggest shit eating grin on his face as well. Like, yeah. yeah, I was reading a porno. <laughs> yeah. What a little weirdo. What yeah. a fucking weirdo. But shouldn't the teacher be like, we're going to talk to your parents about this? Yeah, making a bigger mm. deal out of yeah. this. Maybe she gave it to him. Maybe she's grooming him as well. <laughs> I feel like she. Th- there's a well, whole other story really with that awful teacher. Sit down. Take off that headset and give me that filthy magazine. So we were talking uh, before about that big came out mm-hmm. a couple of months after this. I feel like they're very I bet, similar. I bet they would have been a race. I bet they would have both known to about it. Yeah. Yeah. The scene that really reminded me a lot of Big the mm-hmm. most was the, rock the band? Im- yeah, impromptu concert. Yeah, for sure. So um, Judge Reinhold's character, he works in a department store and he's walking through like the musical instrument department and he sees some guy playing this like 80s electronic guitar, <laughs> guitar yeah. thing. It was like a computer guitar. It like was a it was guitar, yeah. yeah. It apparently cost seven thousand dollars. It so. was so ugly. We should <laughs> we should find how much it would cost to buy, buy one, one of those if they're still seven thousand dollars. Like it wasn't even a keytar. It was like what. A synth guitar. Yeah, it was literally a, like a guitar where the strings didn't exist, but it like, <laughs> sort of estimated where you were on the, I don't know, the yeah. pads. So then he decides to like start playing the drums with the guitar person and then um, the shopkeeper comes and starts playing the keyboard. But, yeah. But did you feel like the shopkeeper's keyboard was like 
really awful. Yeah, the keyboard was the keyboard was bad. Oh, when the keyboard player jumped in, I was like, Ugh. maybe yeah. maybe dial it back, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, that, there should have been cuts between the two of them. Like, oh, Jesus, killing the killing <laughs> yeah. the vibe here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. But that really reminded me of like the giant keyboard yep. scene in Big. There was definite similarities. Yeah, yeah. pretty hot lick. I know. I play the drums. What did we think of the work situation that he was in, like the guys he worked with? So the guys he worked with were disgusting. They were gross business douche bros, disgusting. One of them said... I think I was about to say the same thing. One of them said, and you've got to insert this clip here. Do it at the same time. Same time. Have Have you you ever ever seen seen such an an available mouth? mouth? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the fucking fuck was that? I was disgusted again. The 80s. Fuck, man. (laughs) This is a kid's film. (laughs) Oh, my God. He sees a girl he likes. He's like, have you ever seen such an available mouth? That sounds like a James Bond line. You know that, like, my mouth is too small. And and he's like, I think it's just the right size. Oh, my God. Get rid of that. (laughs) But you're doing that impression. Yeah, but it was, I couldn't, yeah, like you said, what's this film rated? Far out. An available mouth? Oh, my God. Boy, did Braverman luck out. That's his newest temp. Have you ever seen such an available mouth? I bet it's nice in there. Be a good place to set up camp. (laughs) (laughs) But at least the uh, the CEO was uh, woke. (laughs) Right, because um, like the 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 his secretary or something, I don't know. I can't presume, but uh, <laughs> I already have. Yeah. Um, you know where the CEO is like blasting blasting them, and he's like, you know, you're you're the you know the chairman, and she's like chairperson. Yeah, that's right. And he he's like, oh yeah yeah chairperson. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't go whatever. Yeah yeah yeah. But he, he can't really say he's that woke because remember, in the end of the day, the whole oh, yeah. plot is them trying to r- racially appropriate Thailand. Yeah. Um, but the, but he, he's against it. Judge yeah. Reinhold's job was really weird. Like it kind of didn't. Really really makes sense he had this kind of high high powered executive position and then like the store that he worked in was kind of just like a target yeah well though i think it was supposed to be like a high-end department store it did not look like that and also (laughs) there was a department that sold spy supplies yeah and like full-on ones like (laughs) um, briefcases briefcases knives knives, yeah and the guy's just got all this info about stuff he's like oh this is how you do this and yeah it was uh, an but interesting again, place. It is America. Like the yeah. guy's brandishing a gun in the store, and everyone's like, uh, you "That can- was a hilarious <laughs> scene where they're all having a, a conversation, and the bad guy has a gun pointed at him, and they're all ignoring it." <laughs> <laughs> Handguns are in sporting goods, sir. So yeah, we haven't really talked about the villains. So it was Swoozy Kurtz. I know her, but um, the guy I'm pretty sure he's from The Sopranos. I don't know. His yeah, name. yeah, yeah. I know her as the um, secretary in the first scene of Cruel Intentions. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she's one of those people who's been in everything. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. um, was her defining role. The villains. <laughs> the villains were good. Yeah. So um, there were like art dealers mm. that wanted the skull, and were like at first they you know were just going to swap it back for the vase, but mm. because of then the body swap happened, and it was a whole bunch of yeah you know misunderstanding. So then they eventually decide that they're going to kidnap Fred Savage, mm. which is a terrible plan. But by the way, <laughs> great scene. Do we need to break that down now? Or we'll do it later. Which scene? Like the actual kidnapping. You know the way. He, the, he got 
because, well, once they've got him, because he's an adult in a child's body, he wasn't panicked at all. Yeah. You know, like, they give, they give him the phone to call his dad. Um, and he's like, listen to me, don't panic. This is where I am. This is what you need to do. And she's, like, looking at him like, why aren't you freaked out? You're a yeah. kid. Pull yourself together. <laughs> yeah. Don't want you to panic. The thing is, I've been kidnapped. What do you mean, kidnapped? Where are you? Who did it? Stop that. What did I just ask you not to do? Yeah, I, I felt that they were they were good villains. Yeah, but um, what I was absolutely living for in this film was Fred Savage drinking cocktails. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's just the visual of it. This little kid drinking, and when the mum comes in and she's like, "You're drinking," <laughs> and because uh, wasn't he doing something else as well? Um, I can't remember. Banging a 35. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You drink a lot, huh, Dad? Only under stress. And I think the last three days come under that category. So that that's one thing with this film. This is the first time our swap characters have actually had the idea to call in sick to oh their respective God. work and school yeah. so that they wouldn't have to have all these awkward situations. Mm. <laughs> and also the first time we've seen the classic stitch-up of... Let's use a microphone and an earpiece and I'll try and get you through. That's never gone well in a film. <laughs> so he's in this big meeting. Yeah. And But they didn't have all the eighties films we did to know it would right. Go right. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, it would have gone all right yeah, I love if those. he didn't get kidnapped halfway through. He gets kidnapped. You can hear the guys hearing in the ear like the kids freaking out. Yeah, it's like, he's... No, no, no need to resort to violence. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just in the meeting like, um Would you like me to clarify? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So at one point in the film, Judge Reinhold orders uh, at a restaurant and he orders Grey Poupon. Yeah. And then in the cafeteria later, he asks for it and they don't have it. Mm. Which is a joke that makes no sense because even as a kid in high school, I'm sure he, oh, like when he was 11 years old, he wouldn't have had Grey Poupon in mm. school cafeteria. But this is the thing. The dad was so out of touch. But my question is, what the fuck is Grey Poupon? <laughs> I don't know. But all I, all I think of when I hear it in films, there's a thing in Wayne's World, you know, yeah. they pull up next to a car um, and there's like really rich people and Wayne's like, why'd your window down? And yeah. he's being silly and he says... Do you have any grey poupon? He says the same thing. So I just immediately thought of Wayne's World. But yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how would you would spell it to Google it. It's, it's making us it's, sound very uneducated. It's grey, like the colour grey, and mm. then poupon is P-O-U-P-O-N. Is it like a like caviar the, thing? The least appetizing food. Yeah. <laughs> grey and poo in the name. <laughs> 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 you can cut that out, but fuck, that's funny. I can't believe how much <laughs> Lucy's lost it. I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> All right, listeners, I'm going to find out what Grey Poupon is. While you're looking up that, the other thing is that fancy restaurant, everyone at home, I'm doing quotations. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fancy restaurant where the, the frog gets let loose. Did you, like... 
Dan Savage is eating canned spaghetti. Fred Savage. Fred Savage <laughs> is Different eating podcast. Dan, is Dan eating Savage, the sex es- expert, <laughs> makes saying. a cameo. Yeah. No. What? What? Yeah. What? It's red. <laughs> Please, I really want to know. I just felt like his his meal was like canned spaghetti. It didn't. Look it looked like, shit. Yeah. It looked oh, like shit. I didn't That's notice, all. but not great. Um, I don't know what do you call that production design or yeah. Come on, guys, spring for some good looking food in the budget. <laughs> All right, so we have Grey Poupon. Are you ready for this? Shit. Grey Poupon is a brand of whole grain mustard and Dijon mustard, which originated in Dijon, France. It's just mustard. It's fucking mustard. Why would you say, can we please have some fucking mustard? Apparently, it became popular in the 80s as American taste broadened from conventional American yellow mustard. What a knob to ask for that. Sort of disappointing as well. I yeah. know. I thought it would be something fancy like yeah. caviar. Yeah, I thought it'd be like, you know, duck gizzards grind yeah, up or completely. something. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, when uh, Judge was home by himself for the first time on that first day and it was that fucking Billy Idol song, money, money, and he's like walking around the yeah. house, like picking out his tie and stuff. I thought that's really good. Yeah, there was a lot of good musical moments. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember, there was like a band that uh, Fred Savage is Malice. With, Malice. Yeah. Had yeah. You, were you guys familiar with Malice before no, watching but this but it's film? a full like kind of Alice Cooper sort yeah. of vibe, wasn't it? It's real mm. glam rock, amazing mullets. And I wasn't sure if they were made up for the film but then at the end it's like malice appears courtesy of columbia records or something yeah. like that so i guess they were a thing at the time yeah the- so if malice is listening <laughs> get in touch um did you enjoy the musical stylings of malice well, yeah um, i was gonna say don't say that because i'm gonna talk shit about them. yeah it wasn't really my cup of tea but um i appreciated their outfits and their commitment to their aesthetic it takes a lot for a, a man to dress that way, <laughs> I think. You, you've got to really commit to that lifestyle. It's a very 80s. To like, wear a leather vest. Yeah. Very no 80s. Shirt, yeah. Right? And like a bandana. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I have to Bold. say the end credit song yes. by Diane Warren was fucking awful. What was it again? I was singing <laughs> it on the way here. Yes, set the night to music. It, it, it was... So inappropriate. Like the it film was so fun. It was fun. a love song. The film was so fun, and it was such a fucking downer. Yeah, is like this. They really should have played di- Money Money again. Down a downbeat romantic ballad. Yeah, and it kind of. I don't know you you guys are homophobic, so you haven't seen Call Me by Your Name yet. But um, <laughs> I take great offense. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm only joking, listeners. <laughs> only Brendan's homophobic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a good ally. Um, I'm, a, I'm afraid it will turn me. <laughs> oh, my God. it's so hot. <laughs> um, but the end, like, shot of this film and that film are actually very similar. What? How is that possible? <laughs> but it's like a really downbeat, sad ending for Call Me By Your Name. Can't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, it's just like this long take on a face. Mm. And that's all I could think of in this film. It's like, why is this the end shot? (laughs) It's like this sad song Mm. and a slow zoom in on Fred Savage's face as he like looks longingly out a window. No, to me, it was like he's watching the car drive by. I was like, When's this car gonna fucking turn a corner? He's been looking for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was a slow mo shot of him doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, very strange choice. Also, how's the way Fred Savage, or like the kid in the dad's body, 
propose to the girlfriend. Yeah. And then they swap back and the guy's like, Surprise. What? <laughs> yeah. This is pretty cheeky. You got me, son. <laughs> He's like, well, I have to marry this woman now. Okay. I mean, lucky it worked out because I guess maybe the kid gave him a bit of a push in the right direction. Still, though, pretty bold. It would have been funny if he's like, as soon as he heard, he's like, oh, I've I'm busy. I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I changed my mind. I hate you. Bye. <laughs> See if you, you bye. If you don't take it, dad, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I just remembered uh, what. The mum was upset about. How can we edit it in so I can just start it again? <laughs> <laughs> and when the mum comes in and she's like, "You're drinking," <laughs> and because uh, wasn't he doing something else as well? Um, I can't remember. What was it? That just out of interest. Um, so when she walks in, uh, he says, um, "Yeah." When she <laughs> when she walks in, he's got a drink in his hand, and he's like, "Holy shit, you're here already." <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest laugh of the whole yeah. movie. That, that was the biggest laugh of the whole movie. Yes. Fred did do quite a lot of swearing. There yeah. was lots of like son of a bitch and yeah, there was lots of him getting freaked out. Good thing he's got parents that are willing to pimp him out. Oh shit, what are you doing here? Is that how you greet your mother? He's drinking. Marshall, he is drinking! Hot or not. Our favourite segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's not Lucy's because her eyes twitched when I said that. No, I mean, I just feel like there wasn't, there's not, I mean, who are, you, who are we going to do? Judge Reinhold, really. All right. So I've got like a one to start with, mm-hmm. completely out of left field. Uh, I was living for the secretary. Her makeup, her hair, her outfit, everything was on point. It was great. She looked amazing. Yeah. Would you say hot, Brendan? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a fan, but I'm, I'm glad you guys are. We, I'm just, I'm just waiting for you to give me trouble. <laughs> and you never agree with us. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I just had different tastes. <laughs> um, oh, that's hilarious. But I feel like she, you could have just like, Picked her up out of the film and put her in a 2018 movie and you wouldn't have had to change anything about the way she looked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She looked amazing. That's fair. That's a good call. Other minor characters that I thought was hot. um, (laughs) 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 Um, Yes, all right. The terrible keyboardist shop assistant. Yep. Really? Yes. Really? I'm so surprised (laughs) by that one. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's cute. Oh, see the one with long hair? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it was it the was it the undercut? Was it the He looks like the call me by your name guy, Miss Chablay or whatever his name is. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah. Shea play. I did fucking school of rock on his surname. Sorry about that. Well, that one. It's I pronounced. Highly disagree with, and I'm. I hope everyone at home will back me up. This guy's a dork. All right. Well, there will be like a poll on our social media, so make sure you vote pro mm-hmm. yep. bad Anti- keyboard. Okay. <laughs> what about Judge Reinhold? Judge Reinhold. I have to say, borderline hot. Like, mm. he's not someone I would, like, be like, oh, man, that's a hot person, but he's he was a real, But he's got a real kind of dad vibe. He's pretty, he's pretty hot. <laughs> I found I was he just was... Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this is going to sound creepy, but... Oh, dear. <laughs> 
I feel like he was hotter when he was playing the young kid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because like he wore like, like he wore like cooler outfits and stuff. Because he had he like an a, energy to him. He didn't like, have a stick up his ass. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. when he was all like, you As, know, Debbie Downer dad. He was really stuffy. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like Lucy. Not Lucy. Lucy. Lucy Goosey. <laughs> yeah. Lucy vibe. <laughs> <laughs> So the girlfriend, hot or not, Brendan? Hot to Rudy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was very pretty. Yeah, yeah. she's so lovely as yeah. well. Yeah, and her style was pretty good as well. Like yeah. it wasn't too horrendous I'm gonna, for I'm the eighties. Say, yeah, the first hairdo she had because she changes her hair like five, like every day. Yeah, like dramatically. As Women well. like variety. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, the first hairdo, I wasn't so keen on her, but the second one onwards, I was like. <laughs> yeah, and she was always wearing wow. great statement earrings. I really r- admire that. Is it? Because I feel like you used to watch 80s films and go, everyone looks awful. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because our fashion's, I think, going more it's towards very cyclical. that. It's very cyclical. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are we just becoming more forgiving of it? Is it still as terrible as it always has? But, but this we're was now... late 80s, right? Mm. What year was it? 88. 88, yeah. So it's closer to the 90s than it is to the 70s. Yeah. So I feel like sort of the really bad period was more. Towards the 70s. Yeah, because I feel like 90s stuff, she says, while wearing ripped jeans is really in fashion now (laughs) um so it was a bit more tailored to the present day as opposed to like there was no like crazy shoulder pads or Mm. it wasn't that Mm. kind of 80s vibes but even that stuff now i feel like i look at and i really dig because i think when i watched 80 films and thought they were awful i was probably younger i was probably like a teenager or something Mm. Yeah. And I feel like then we're all trying to dress to not be individuals. Like we're all yeah. dressed mm. in jeans and flannel shirts, says the guy wearing flannel I was shirt. about to say, you're 90s as well. How hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, being like being unique and stylish, I thought I think that's actually come back around. Or at least like people actually want to dress like someone they else. They want to stand out. Everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair call. Yeah. I, I feel like anything that Judge Reinhold wore in this film, I would. Like, even the suits he, and stuff. He wore nice. some good coats as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those New York I was winters. thinking of all the women. I, I, Reinhold dressed like a bum. <laughs> like, really? not in the suits and stuff, but he was in casual wear. Oh, uh, the casual like, wear track, was a Track bit... pants and a, like, yeah. you know, a But that's because he was a, chi- he was a child. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. like, I don't know what to wear. And then when he wore a suit with really bad sneakers, that was pretty funny. Yeah. The uh, Jerry Seinfeld look. <laughs> God, Jerry Seinfeld just, he's Fred not Savage, hot. Fred Phil was dressed like Terry Seinfeld. Also, yeah, he had this kind of like um, kind of gaudy gold chain on. He was wearing the whole film. Like you could see it kind of like yeah. underneath his shirt. I thought that was really funny. He looked like this kind of little Italian because he's got this thick head of hair. And yeah, yeah it's funny. Um, are there any uh, other people we want to assess their attractiveness? Mm, no, not today. What's her name? Malcolm in the Middle Mother? Jane Kr- Krasowski. Is that Good job. Um, yeah, I, well she done. was really beautiful. Yeah, I'd say hot. Yeah, I was gonna give her a pass, and in the good way. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> again with a fucking pass. Yeah. Learn some new words. Stop dumping on me, Dad. I'm not dumping on you. I've been up since six, and I have a very tough day ahead. So now, time for our review segment, where we look around the internet and see what other people think of the film. So 
This one's from Amazon. A user named Terry W gave it two stars with the title Did Not Like. Ooh. It is just remake of the male version of Changing Places with Jamie Lee Curtis. I like her version better. This one was not good to me. Doesn't make any sense. How, the, how dare they? When was Changing Places? Well, she was. there's no movie called Changing Places. She was in Trading Places, which wasn't a body swap film. So I'm she, guessing he was talking about Freaky, Freaky Friday, Friday, which this was definitely not a remake of. Because <laughs> Vice Versa came out the 20 book. years <laughs> before. Plus, this is based on a book that was written in 1882. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. What a, go fuck like, yourself. Uninformed yeah. Terry reviewer. W Shit. can go suck a dick. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to put something on the internet, do some research like this podcast. Yeah, except how we always make mistakes. Um, and also, there can be more than one thing about the same thing. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it, you know, yeah. they can't be the best one and all the others are bad. I, yeah. I, you know, like, I love Big, but I really like this movie too, so. Yeah. Um, so, this one's also on Amazon. Uh, Denver Kirkpatrick. Title is Best Body Swap Movie Featuring an Actor from Beverly Hills Cop. Five stars. <laughs> now, I what? I feel like this one was written in a frat house. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the better body swap swapping wait, movies. Wait, wait, wait. Read it like a frat boy. An American frat boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give it your best. <laughs> oh, God. I'm scared <laughs> for you, Paul. Yeah. One of the better body swapping <laughs> movies. <laughs> yes. I love it. Such a douche. <laughs> For all the teeny boppers who thought Freaky Friday was the shiznit, <laughs> I urge you all to watch this gem and reevaluate your priorities, brah. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> the shiznit and brah. <laughs> Wait, you didn't put bra in there? No, he oh, wrote oh, bra. Right. Bra was in it. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and this one, um, Wendy O. Bergman. Uh, and I won't say the title of it. Cause Sup, I, Wendy? Yeah. Okay, he I, gives it away. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think she was a bit confused. Five stars. Oh, no. We thought it was an interesting topic to explore. The characters were well-conceived and complex. The pace and intrigue was compelling. Looking forward to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> the title is The American's Review. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh. Uh, learn how to use the internet. <laughs> And you and your dad better think about this. Because let me tell you something, Buster. You're dealing with a major ball breaker here. Time for our tenuous recommendations. So, Shotgun not going first. Okay. Exactly. So, um, tenuous recommendations. We recommend other movies that are tenuously linked to this film. So it can be a star. It can be the same director. It can be a theme that's shared. It can so. be made in the same year. Or, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Brendan's. So Brendan like fucked it up last <laughs> week and just decided like it can be as tenuous as it can possibly be. It stars a human. It was set on planet. I don't Earth. know. I've done a couple of bad ones. So <laughs> sorry, mate. Um, so what? It better be fucker better than next, last week's Brendan. <laughs> w- what is it? Well, I was really. <laughs> <laughs> I went really safe this week because of you guys. Yes. Just giving me so much shit. Yep. Um, but the, yeah, there's, like you said, there's so many people in this film that went on to do a million things and good things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Fred, Sa- like, is it Fred? No, Fred, Fred Savage. Savage. Fred yeah. Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fred Savage. Like I didn't realize, but this guy does a lot of 
TV, yeah, TV series, directing, like yeah. a lot. Yeah. But also, like. Please tell me you're not going to recommend Daddy Daycare. <laughs> <laughs> I cried in that movie. Really? Yeah. Why? There's just some real emotional parts in it. Okay. You know, when the little kid's like, Dad, I did it. Or something. I don't know. I can't remember, but I definitely <laughs> cried in it. Yeah. 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 Well, I was going to say, like, Richard uh, Kind as well. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that you were, you were trying to think of, like oh, yeah, the sleazebags. Yeah. Um, so many good people. Mm hmm. But I feel like they're all too obvious. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, the uh, the villain. What was her name? I'm trying to look it up. Susie Katz. Susie Katz. Yeah. She. I, I just didn't want to do uh, a cool TV show. Like I think everyone's seen, you know, that sort of thing. So I've yeah. chosen True Stories, which is a a movie written and partly directed, I think, by David Byrne. And it's like the Talking Heads. From Talking Heads? Yeah, the Talking Heads movie. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen this? What is it called? True Stories. I've seen that. And is there another one? Stop Making Sense? Well, yeah, that's like a live performance one. Uh, Whereas True Stories is actually- Set in a uh, small town? Yes. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, I don't think it's for everyone. uh, But I feel like it's one of those films which, you know, could just sort of fade away. But Mm -hmm. I think there's something really beautiful about it. It's- some people think it's being very uh, condescending and mean, but I, I feel like it's sort of almost just this uh, this nice look at a period of time, um, a period of, of life in, in Americana mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. And it's got these eccentric characters and uh, one of them of which is her as this this woman who sits in bed and has like robots feeding her food yes. while the music video plays and stuff. So I, I, I think it's it's worth a watch. If you're not looking for a movie, but you're just looking for something interesting, there's a mm. lot of uh sort of ideas and stuff that are thrown around that I yeah. really enjoy. So I'm I'm going with true stories. Good nice. job. I used to work at an art house video store and we had that on VHS there and yeah. it was worn out. People were always hiring it. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I like to hear yeah. that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was generally guys that look like you. <laughs> 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 Maybe you came and hired it. All right. <laughs> That's enough of that frivolity. No. Yeah. Um, all right. Yes. What's yours? I'm going to get in your faces if yeah, it's not Yeah, so I even wrote down <laughs> that I feel like I was getting a little bit basic bitch with mine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't – is this a test of, like, how cool you are and your film knowledge? Yes. Or is it just, We're judging like, you. <laughs> but, like, I really like Goldie Hawn and First Swans Club, guys. No, no, All right. I thought that was a good recommendation. <laughs> okay. So, I had to resist the urge. My initial thought was I was going to go crappy father connection mm-hmm. Christmas time. I was going to do hook. Oh, yeah. But – I didn't do that, but okay. I still feel like I yeah. can't get points because I talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the obvious Fast Times or Ridgemont High, uh-huh. but I'm trying to get a bit more creative. So, I, um, I'm i doing Four Rooms. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you seen that? I did. I actually saw that film in an open air um, film festival in Malta, so it has oh, like a special my place my God. Yeah. Brag. <laughs> yeah. Humble brag. Yeah. yeah. No, so good. That sounds yeah. great. Um, have you seen it, Brenda? I have. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so it's for people that haven't seen it. Um, there's like four different stories and four different directors, including, um, Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. And the cast is crazy. I wrote some down. It's got like Madonna, mm-hmm. Iona Sky, Tim Roth, Lily Taylor, Selma Hayek, Kathy Griffin, Antonio Banderas. There's all these stories that kind of interweave with each other. Yeah. Uh, it's set in an old hotel it's falling to pieces yeah mm-hmm. and there's like witchcraft and hijinks and infidelity <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah. 
it was actually for those who are a fan of the Spy Kids films. It's mm. actually the like Spy Kids is a spinoff. Of four rooms. Yeah, right. What? Yeah, Antonio Banderas is playing the same character. He's playing the same character. How about that? Um, in that storyline, like Robert Rodriguez did that segment <laughs> in it and based Spy Kids on that segment. So in the segment, it's That's about cool. them hiding a dead hooker. Yeah. And it became like a kids franchise. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now that's cool. So did I do a good one? Yes. Very cool. Good. Yeah, I know cinema things. I used yeah. to work at that art house video store. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we did watch that film at that at that mm-hmm. Tarantino festival, um, so it was like in a town square in the capital of Malta, Valletta. It was like um, all these like ancient churches all around wow. or whatever. And then and then halfway through the film, I don't know if it was if it was a sex worker or just a random girl, but she walked in front of the screen, pulled her top off, waved her boobs around and said, now it's a blue movie, which is like a what they yeah. call porno. Uh, <laughs> now it's a blue movie and then runs off. And this is when Paul knew he was gay. <laughs> like, there's nothing down there. <laughs> no movement at all. Um, <laughs> all right, so... um. I'm actually going to recommend a TV show. So in the late 90s, ABC actually commissioned Kevin Smith to make an animated version of Clerks. And it lasted, I think, six episodes. They aired two of them and cancelled and they were out of order, which made no sense because... Episode two of the series is actually mm-hmm. a flashback episode of episode one. <laughs> they decided to do just like a flashback episode in the second episode. Um, and it's actually very good. Um, but, yeah, one of the episodes is fantastic. It's the best episode of all of them has Judge Reinhold playing himself. Cool. But because his name's Judge Reinhold, he's playing a judge. A judge. judge, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> he's done that a few times now. Yeah, and uh, and there's a whole, like, sequence where he's, like, going around, like, shoving bananas in people's exhaust pipes, like, in, <laughs> in <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Amazing. And it's a hilarious series, very, like... I don't know, nowadays, if you could still call it underseen. Um, I feel like it's probably bit more available than it used to be mm-hmm. i remember back in the day i had to import the dvd set from america there was wow. no other way to get it yeah definitely worth seeking out it's like six 20 minute episodes if you're a fan of kevin smith before he kind of went off the rails definitely worth but he watching. was really sick just recently so he yeah can kind i of do still it. love kevin smith yeah, and you know he can keep making terrible like podcast related movies forever <laughs> it will never take away from how fantastic his Clarity. early movies yeah. are so I'll, I'll still watch misport <laughs> yeah i'll watch i'll watch it like even though you know tusk and was it tusk the last yoga one hoser. yoga hoses was like physically painful to sit through <laughs> sorry kevin yeah we love you still yeah i'm sure you're listening <laughs> it's funny with a lot of his kevin smith stuff mm-hmm. it's never sort of appreciated at the time i don't know if you know about is... these guys <laughs> no no i'm not i'm definitely not talking about that but yeah. you know like clerks wasn't it was kind of saved by the fans yeah i think clerks successful. as far as those kind of films go mm. it was successful but, but then, then it, everybody hated mole rats and it was a big flop but yeah. then it like got saved by people buying the video or whatever yeah and yeah um so yeah definitely um, check out Clerks the Animated Series. Good night, my favourite man.
take care of each other. So next episode, we're going to have another first for the podcast. We are going to be doing an Australian movie. <gasps> hey, hey. Yeah. I'm so excited. Our big Aussie episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, get out your meat pies and your... Uh, Lamingtons. Lamingtons. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, we're going to be watching the 1996 film Dating the Enemy. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. With Ooh. Guy Pierce and Claudia Carvin. So, um, yeah, look Can't wait to, to learn who she is. Oh, my God. Really? You don't know who Claudia Carvin is? Well, I, I will in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outraged. She's a tra- national treasure. Yeah. She's Australian TV royalty. Oh. <laughs> Don't you watch the fucking Th- Logies. This, <laughs> this is the Gang Up on Brendan show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. All right. So, um, Brendan, if people want to find us on the internet and contact us, where are they looking? Yes, if you want to see how hideous keyboard player in Vice Versa is, <laughs> you can go to our <laughs> Facebook or our Twitter page and I'll have pictures up and you can find all those things. You can find this podcast. You can email us all those details from our website, which is www.theswapcastpodcast.com. And if you're on Twitter, our handle is the Swapcast. Same if you're on uh, Facebook, just come and find us and, and say hello. Yeah, we want to hear from you. We we have gotten a fan mail, which we love. Mm. Um, make requests. Make requests. Tell us all the things we said wrong. Yeah. I'll regret saying that. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you're, if your letter's good, we'll read it out. So yeah, yeah, cool. We've decided if we get 100 like or reviews on iTunes, we're going to be doing the film Fa- Face, Face Off. Face Off, yes. So if you want to hear about Face Off. Yeah. Come on, guys. Apparently, that's a thing that lots of people want. We're just assuming it's yeah, going what? to encourage everyone to what vote for What is that? I don't know what's yeah. behind that. Anyway. I guess everyone loves Face Off. <laughs> Must have a lot of John Woo fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, that's it for another week of Swapcast. I was Paul Mitzi. I was Brendan Levi. And I was Lucy Thomas. Thanks for listening. And I still am. Ta-ta. Bye. 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 So, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Swapcast is hosted by me, Paul Mitzi, and edited by Brendan Levi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative and it featuring Lucy Thomas, and it was recorded at Browntown Studios.